You're listening to Hymns Illustrated, where hymns are explored, appreciated, and illustrated through stories, testimonies, and edifying conversation. I'm your host and fellow hymn fan, Kristen Eifeldano. Hi, everyone. I hope you have been doing well. It has been a little while. And so what I want to do in this episode is to reacquaint you with the mission of Hymns Illustrated. This is a vision that the Lord has given me, not not a dream, (laughs) but just something He has placed on my heart, and He's made it even more clear in recent days. So I want to share with you the heartbeat behind Hymns Illustrated. I also want to share with you some things that I've been working on behind the scenes and some resources that I'm sure you will enjoy. And then I also want to talk about our current hymn of the month because we have two weeks left of this month. And I want to make sure if you haven't already, I want to make sure that you are familiar with this great hymn that we have available to study this month. All right, so let's get started with the heartbeat behind Hymns Illustrated. And it's really simple. It is Colossians 3.16, the verse you probably, if you have listened before, you know I like to quote this verse. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. The NIV renders the passage this way. I just read the KJV. This is the NIV Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonishing one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. There's an aspect to this verse that I believe often gets overlooked. Yes, we are to teach and admonish one another. We all know that. And since we are to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly first, it's not hard to grasp the meaning that the Word of God should be central to all our teaching and admonishing. But did you catch the second part? We are to use psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs as part of the process. And that just gets me every time. It's almost like you're reading a command and you're like, okay, yes, I want to do that, but how? And then uh, scripture just gets right to the point. Well, this is how, with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And while not all versions make the connection between the teaching and admonishing part of this passage and the psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs part of this passage as clear or as direct as the NIV and the KJV do, the connection is still there. Somehow, hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs work hand in hand with the command to teach and admonish one another. Keep in mind also that this chapter is not written primarily for pastors and ministry leaders. It's written to the entire church of Colossae, and it's also for us. So let me ask you a question. When was the last time someone other than a ministry leader taught you or encouraged you with a biblical truth from a hymn, a psalm, or a spiritual song? I know it happens. I'm not saying it never happens. So I'm wondering when was the last time this happened to you? And I'll go a little bit further. When was the last time you taught or admonished a brother or sister in Christ using a biblical truth 
from a psalm, hymn, and spiritual song. And I am talking about uh, the verse says teaching and admonishing, which I want to unwrap in a later episode. Uh, Those are under the category of a type of encouragement. Um, Admonishing means to exhort. Uh, Usually um, admonishing is different from encouraging. And the fact encouraging focuses on positive things to say. Admonishing is more pointing out um, error with biblical truth, correcting error with biblical truth. Um, But they all fall under the category of edifying each other as believers. So um, that's the mission of Hymns Illustrated. Hymns Illustrated is here to help you become so familiar with hymns, their history, and their stories that it just becomes second nature for you to obey God's command to use psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs in everyday life, teaching and admonishing and building up and edifying and exhorting your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Colossians 3.16 makes it clear. It tells us what to do, and then it tells us how to do it. And this does get often overlooked. So what I'm hoping, this is this is my prayer for Hymns Illustrated, and that is through this podcast, through the newsletter, which if you go to hymnsillustrated.com, I highly encourage you to sign up for that if you haven't yet. Uh, you will get a free hymn study guide um, if you do that. So um, through that, through the subscription services I offer for the hymn study subscriptions and um, the other things that I'll probably talk about here in just a moment, through all of these, that you will be better equipped and motivated and encouraged to talk about hymns, to sing hymns, to go to your hymnal for encouragement, uh, not to replace scripture, but to supplement scripture and to help you remember the biblical truth and then to help others remember biblical truth. Um, you know, I, I'm i hoping for a movement. I would like to see just an increase in uh, God's people really taking heed to the second part of Colossians 3.16 and not just teaching and admonishing each other um, with scripture, which is high priority, highest priority, um, but also taking advantage and just using the gift that God has given us through the Psalms, that is scripture, Psalms are scripture, and also the hymns and spiritual songs that God's people have written through the ages up until now and are still still writing and still producing. So just a note there on the mission of Hymns Illustrated and I um, I trust that you agree with this mission and that you are on board. And I, I just ask that you would help with this mission. Uh, you listening to this podcast is helping with this mission. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So next up, I want to talk to you about our hymn of the month. Okay. Our hymn of the month for March is All Glory Laud and honor. And it is an old hymn. And I'll tell you why. If you've been listening, then you probably know why. Uh, But it has been a while, like I have already said. So the reason it is so old is because we are in, we are on a hymn history journey this year in 2023. So our hymn of the month for January was a biblical hymn. And what what I chose for that 
is holy, 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 even though it was written after the biblical time period. It was based on a hymn that we see in the Bible in the book of Revelation. And then in February, our hymn of the month was an ancient hymn. So part of the first church, the early, early believers was last month in February. And then this month, we are in the medieval time period. So that's why our hymn is so old this month. And then if... um. Just so you know, for members, I am also doing a members-only podcast. So every month, I also do a podcast related to that time period. So by the end of 2023, we will have a good overview of the history of hymns. So that is what we're doing. That's why we are in the medieval time period. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go to hymnsillustrated.com slash journey, I believe it is, um, and uh, right up there in on the homepage. It's it's pretty easy to find as well from there. And our hymn of the month is a classic Palm Sunday hymn that was written in the ninth century by Theodolf, Bishop of Orleans. And then it was translated into English hundreds of years later by John Mason Neal, an incredibly intelligent man. He knew multiple languages. And I talked more about that on this month members podcast, the Song of Saints podcast for members. Um, really neat guy. You know, it'd be interesting to chat with him someday in heaven. <laughs> but um, he translated many of our hymns into English. And that is also what he did with all glory, laud, and honor. Now, Theodolf, the original, original author of this hymn, was a popular medieval poet, and he was appointed by Charlemagne, who was later imprisoned by King Louis the Pious. And Louis the Pious was known for being especially paranoid and petty. And he suspected Theodolf of conspiracy to kill him, but the charge was never proven. So legend has it that while he was in prison, well, yeah, that, that part is legend. We do know that he wrote the hymn, but um, we're not sure exactly. There's not a lot of proof that he actually wrote it while he was in prison. So legend has it that while he was in prison, he wrote this poem about the triumphal procession of Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. And then King Louis, according to legend, was riding through the town on Palm Sunday, and he heard Theodolf chant this hymn from the prison tower, and he was so moved by the words that he pardoned him. And I'm not surprised at all that we have a legend behind a medieval hymn just because the Middle Ages were full of legends with King Arthur and, and the such. Well, as you know, every hymn of the month, I do like to outline it. It's part of a system I call parsing. <laughs> so I parsed this hymn and it was a little trickier to outline than really any other hymn I've done before. But I did manage to break it down into three points. So as you sing this hymn or read it and hopefully study it, remember that number one, the children and the Hebrews praise Jesus as king. And that's in stanzas one and two. And then number two, angels and all creation have always praised Jesus as king. That is stanza two. And then in stanzas two and three, we see that we join their praise to Jesus, our King. And I will go ahead and read the hymn to you. All glory, laud, and honor to you, Redeemer King, to whom the lips of children made sweet hosannas ring. You are the King of Israel and David's royal son, now in the Lord's name coming, 
the King and Blessed One. The company of angels is praising you on high, and we with all creation in chorus make reply. The people of the Hebrews with palms before you went, our praise and prayer and anthems before you we present. To you before your passion they sang their hymns of praise, to you now high exalted our melody we raise. As you receive their praises, accept the prayers we bring, for you delight in goodness. Oh, good and gracious King. And I don't know what your favorite part of the hymn is. If you have a favorite, you can always email me at Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. Podcasting tends to be a one-way street, and it's always fun for podcasters, me included, to hear back from those who listen. Um, but uh, my favorite part, I like for you delight in goodness, oh, good and gracious King. And that just points to his character And it just reminds us that what he delights in, it tells us something about him. And I do love that part. So I encourage you to go to hymnsillustrated.com and look closer at this hymn. Go ahead and hover. Use your your, um, mouse to hover over all the verse references from each stanza. Those are kind of neat to see the scriptural allusions and uh, watch the video of this. Um, I did choose a version. If you go to hymnary.org, you can see different versions of hymns. And I chose one that said to you instead of to thee. And um, that's just because this is such a child-friendly hymn. And I think it's it's helpful to sometimes remove the these and the thous and just to make it a little bit more the way your child speaks and understands. So um, that's a neat resource if you're familiar with that, hymnary.org. Now, this hymn is perfect right now because Palm Sunday is coming up in, uh, let's see, I need to, I have my calendar right here, um, April uh, 2nd, I believe it is. Okay, <laughs> I believe that is, I don't actually have that on my calendar. Uh, So that is coming right up in a couple of weeks. So this hymn will help prepare your heart for that. What is neat about Palm Sunday is you actually have the hymn story. It's based on a biblical account. And you will find that in in Matthew 21 is one of the accounts of that. Every one of the Gospels has a different version of that. But if you go to Matthew 21, you can go ahead and read um, the original account of the first Palm Sunday and prepare your heart for that. And then Palm Sunday kicks off Holy Week and different denominations uh, celebrate it a little bit differently. Um, I I definitely love to uh, participate in Good Friday. I like to reflect on the death of Jesus and uh, this will just help set the stage for that. And then Easter morning, Resurrection Sunday, I should say. So that is coming. And April, we will have our new hymn of the month, which will is definitely Resurrection Sunday material. And that hymn will be Jesus Lives and So Shall I. If you are not familiar with the hymn, you are going to love that. Um, it's not one that I believe I've sung in church. I've read it before. It's a powerful text. Uh, You will love it. Uh, Jesus lives and so shall I. That is coming in April. 
Well, in closing, my plan was to share all the things I've been working on in the last two or three months. And I realize I've kind of mentioned them already throughout the episode, except for one thing. So just this week, I launched or just put out in public hymnsillustrated.com slash quiz. And this is a hymn that you can get any, you can take it anytime you like, and you can just answer a couple of quick questions. In fact, it might be a little bit too short. Um, I think people are used to when they take like a personality quiz or something online, answering at least a few of those, but I'm not kidding that I put hours into this. <laughs> I put a lot of time into this. So I will, I may refine this in the future and add more questions. But right now, I'm just glad there is something there to be kind of a hymn recommender for you, uh, just daily encouragement. Um, fits in with the mission of Hymns Illustrated because not only can you just answer a couple of quick questions and find a hymn that should be suited for your state of mind, your state of heart right then, it is also highly shareable. So you can put Colossians 3, 16 into action and spread the encouragement. So to take the quiz, to go ahead and just answer a couple of questions and to find a hymn that meets you right where you are today, go ahead and go to hymnsillustrated.com slash quiz. Please do share it on your Facebook or email or message or just in in your conversations with folks, uh, go ahead and pass the word on that. That is a fun quiz. And uh, depending on how this goes, I may try a few others. I was talking to my sisters and, you know, they were giving me ideas and I thought, oh, that sounds good. You know, what, which hymn writer are you? Doesn't that sound good? Um, I thought it would be fun to do Um, How well do you recognize these lines from hymns? Uh, That might be one, but we will start with this one, hymnsillustrated.com slash quiz, and that fits right in with the mission to help equip you to encourage others with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, mostly hymns, because that's what uh, Hymns Illustrated is focused on. And then uh, one last thing is something I've been thinking about, and I would just love your feedback on. Uh, again, you can email this to me. Email me your thoughts, Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com, Kristen with a K, ends in E-N. And that is to start an online community. Um, I do have this feature free with my um, website tool package, and um, it would be off of Facebook. Um, that I know a lot of people are already on there, but the advantage to having it live on um, hymnsillustrated.com is that so it's an online community and it allows me to do challenges. And this fits so well. I've just been thinking and praying about it. It fits so well with the mission to um, advance or um, not the word advance, uh, help equip others to live out Colossians 3.16 in everyday life. So I just want a fun little community where we can just encourage each other around hymns, but also have those challenges. And um, every week just put out, you know, okay, your challenge this week is to um, to write an encouraging note with someone and be sure to put a hymn quote in there or something like that, just to um, help us all apply Colossians 3.16 a little bit better Um, so let me know what you think of that. Is that something you would participate in? Is that something that you would be happy to share with others? Um, I mentioned a movement earlier. I'm a visionary. (laughs) What can I say? But it would just, just think about, 
having so many believers really take Colossians 3.16 seriously and teach and admonish one another and use scripture, uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit and scripture, um, but also to to uh, apply that second part where God specifically tells us how. And we do that through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. How, um, how fun would that be to start something and just to encourage others to do that? If that is something that you would like to be part of, if that is your mission as well, please email me at kristenhymnsillustrated.com. That is the way I can communicate and hear back from you. Uh, I'm sitting here in front of my mic and I enjoy it. You know, I'm just kind of talking to the mic in the room. Um, and I know that you're listening. I can see that in my uh, podcast uh, host um, analytics. Um, don't worry, it doesn't tell me all these detailed things about you, but I can tell that people are listening. And um, so that's encouraging. But I can't hear you. (laughs) So for me to hear from you and know what you're thinking and your thoughts, uh, do always feel free to email me that way or reach out to me on Instagram. I'm starting to do more there and on Facebook and uh, just say hello. Let me know your thoughts about hymns and um, what encourages you and what you would like to see going forward. Thanks for listening to Hymns Illustrated. If you were blessed by what you heard today, you can say thank you by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing the show with a friend, or by shopping at christianbook.com using the affiliate link in the show notes. All of these gestures keep Hymns Illustrated going and growing. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep your hymnal open. Mm